a lot of a lot of lot of sex. A lot of lot of lot of sex between individuals happens in that book. Oh no. Uh, I don't know if I can bet- handle that. Mostly between gentlemen. And, and uh, I'm back in. Okay. And then, yeah, mostly between gentlemen and then and then one scene with a twin gentleman and a lady uh, and I'm first back I was out. like <laughs> <laughs> but then back to a gentleman and a gentleman and I'm back in <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Mel. I'm Allie. And welcome to our podcast where we watch romance movies and try to figure out why we love a genre that hates us. Yep, we watch rom-coms, thrillers, dramas. If romance is central to the plot, we are watching it, baby. Absolutely. And this week, in the spirit of the holiday season, we watched a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, think of it as a, a sequel to a little a little ditty we did last year called Mistletoe and Menorahs. This year, mm-hmm. this week, we have watched for you Menorah in the Middle. Yeah, they're not actually related, but no. we do. We did feel like we needed something that involved Hanukkah that wasn't um, terrible. Whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> it's yeah. Oh um, my god. And that, I'm I'm very oh. curious what your thoughts were on this movie because I okay. kind of liked it. It was clearly bad in that mm-hmm. it was like lifetime level production, but, but I thought no, it was no, less than babe. Like right. this was like, but it was cute. I thought it was cute. It was it was. That budget was minuscule. Absolutely. And there were elements of it that felt like, okay, this probably would work better as, like, a play. Um, uh, is it a great movie? No, but I, I did not. It was cute. It was fine. It was cute. There were also moments where I was like, ooh. We felt like it would be good to do a Hanukkah rom-com, number one, because there aren't very many, and number two, because we wanted to do something that wasn't the stinking pile of garbage that Mistletoe and Menorahs was. Also, something that wasn't like, what is a Jewish person? You know, (laughs) which which kind of what Mistletoe and Menorahs was. Yeah. Mistletoe and Menorahs, that movie was wild. That movie, that's a good episode. That movie was fucking nuts. Anyway, highly recommend going back and listening to that episode. Um, And I, you know, I one thing that I thought was really nice about uh, not whoa, not mistletoe and menorahs, because you're right. Mistletoe and menorahs made me as a Jewish person feel very attacked watching it because it was clearly made by someone who didn't know and didn't know anything about and didn't care to learn anything about Judaism. It felt like someone who did a cursory glance of a Wikipedia page about yes, the idea of Judaism. Truly, and, and what this was movie ni- was clearly made by Jewish people. Well, the writer and director is Jewish. Most, mm-hmm. if not all, of the actors are Jewish too. Yeah. Um, it stars mm-hmm. Lucy DeVito and Jonah Platt, mm-hmm. as well as uh, Warren from Buffy, 
who's mm-hmm. the actor whose name I forget. Sorry. Adam Bush. Thank you, Adam Bush. Um, and it it is a very sweet movie. It also has um, the Silverman sisters in it, and I thought they did a great yeah. job. They were very funny. But mm-hmm. it this was a great movie to watch as a Jewish person because mm-hmm. it was clearly centered around Jewish joy mm-hmm. and a Jewish family. Christmas yeah. pretty much had nothing to do with the movie. It was a Hanukkah movie, which is nice because I feel like a lot of other Hanukkah movies that are in the same vein as like the Hallmark Christmas genre mm-hmm. are just Christmas movies transplanted into a Hanukkah setting. And yeah. the reason that those films aren't successful is because Hanukkah and Christmas are not the same. No. They don't have different. the same vibe, nothing. No. And as no. we talk about the movie more, I'll explain for some of our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with Judaism. Mm-hmm. I went on a big rant about it in Mistletoe and Menorahs um, mm-hmm. because that, again, that film made me feel very attacked. And this yeah. film didn't. And, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of anti Semitism flying around these days. I kind of. Oh, yeah. I kind of don't want to focus on that necessarily during this episode because I would like to educate and just focus on the joy in this film because I think Mm -hmm. everyone clearly had a lot of fun making it Mm -hmm. and that was really nice to see. Yeah, it felt like something that's like, okay, we're all going to get together and do this like cute little movie. We're all having a good time. Um, It was like, it was very sweet and I... Like it was, it also flew by. It was maybe an hour twenty-five. Yeah, um, it was quick. And I, yeah, I did like. It it had a couple lines in it where I was like, oh, this is, like, there was a bit where one of the, I think the dad says, I want to see all your lovely faces for the lighting of the menorah, as if like they wouldn't know what they were coming over for. <laughs> like, well, and I think that's because. I th- but and that I, was for the audience, yes, clearly. I was going like, to say, because yeah. I don't necessarily think this film is only for a Jewish audience. I think it's for... The people who date Jewish people? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's okay that this movie is made for everyone, because I think people could stand to learn a little bit, a little bit about Jewish joy, and see Jewish mm-hmm. families living their lives, and... Mm-hmm interacting together as members of the community at large and not Mm -hmm. have a film about Jews be about anti-Semitism or be about the Holocaust because, and I hate to even bring it up, but I bring it up to educate because that is something that is brought up a lot in conversation. And it happens to me all the time as a Jew, Mm -hmm. uh, especially when I talk about anti-Semitism And I would just like to reiterate for anyone listening, the Holocaust is not the only bad thing that's ever happened to Jews. Mm -hmm. And when we speak about anti-Semitism, we are not referring specifically to Nazis or Hitler. Mm -hmm. If we want to talk about that, we'll talk about that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was really nice that none of that was a part of this movie. Yeah, I... I agree. And I'm, I'm glad... I'm also glad to have watched something... That we can talk about that wasn't like, hey Mel, um, so <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hi. Um, but no, sorry, that was a kind of dumb way of no. Saying, but like, okay, but I'm sure so, because it's th- also nice to not have to get fired up. Um, but but it's also it, it's also not fun to even as like someone who isn't Jewish. 
it's also not fun to watch like, hey, here are all these horrible thing- things that happen to these people. A, just in general, as another human being on the planet, seeing this happen to other people who and having basic empathy, that's not fun. And also, as someone who is friends with, loves a lot of Jewish people, it's not fun to be like, hey, you know these people that you love? who fuck, They can fuck off. Like, that's not that's not fun either. yeah yeah um, mm-hmm. which anyway. is um I, so I, I, sorry did you have something else before well, we just get into this it? movie i wrote down some stuff one of the things i wrote down was dreidel fucking rules because <laughs> it does the best i haven't played dreidel in years and i realized watching this movie how i missed it because it, like you'd play it at school sometimes as a kid or there would be someone who like was like oh it was always around this time of year where they'd be like a kid who brought dreidel or whatever to like girl scouts or mm-hmm. class or something and it was like oh that game fucking rules so hard it's so fucking good anyway i just do you want to know a fun fact about dreidels yes okay. always so for those who are unfamiliar a dreidel is a spinning top with four sides mm-hmm. and you play it on hanukkah and it's a it's a game and you play mm-hmm. with gelt, which are chocolate candies in the shape of coins. Right. Mm-hmm. Every side of the dreidel has a letter on it for the mm-hmm. phrase Neskadol Haya Sham, which in Hebrew oh. means a great miracle happened there. Oh. So each letter corresponds to something that you will get in the gambling game. So if you get oh. uh, a certain one like Nun, you get none. If you get... Oh, geez. Do I even remember? It's been so long it's since none, I've played it. Gi- uh, none. Gimel. Gimel. Shin. Shin. And hey. Hey. Hey! I re- okay, okay. Hey, okay. Hey. I think I remember. <laughs> so Gimel, you get everything that's in the pot. Mm-hmm. Hey, you put half of what you have in the pot. Mm-hmm. Or you put one in the pot. I don't mm-hmm. remember which. Um, mm-hmm. Shin. Oh, no. Hey, you get half. Shin, put one in. There we yeah. go. Mm-hmm. And none, you get nothing. It's a fun game. It gets kind of intense. But the fun mm-hmm. fact is that on dreidels that are outside of Israel, because mm-hmm. Jews live in a diaspora, which I'll talk about later, um, mm-hmm. it says Neskadol Haya Sham. And the word Sham means there. And in Israel, mm-hmm. the dreidels say Neskadol Haya Po because Po means here. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's a fun fact. I didn't know that. I love that. Yeah, I just, I have a memory of being at, like, camp or, I think it was Girl Scouts or something, but playing Dreidel and a bunch of the girls going, Shin! 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 Yeah, dude, Dreidel's the fucking bomb. It's, it is so fun. And it gets intense. And in, this movie is a good example of how intense it gets, because when you're all adults and you start drinking when you play Dreidel, Mm -hmm. it's over. It made me want to play Dreidel. Anyway, just, like, one anyway, thing that I um, thought was funny is that whenever mm-hmm. they drink in this movie, they're literally drinking a bottle of Manischewitz. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was very silly because not once in my life have I ever drank Manischewitz outside yeah, of a I'm... religious setting. Bleh. Which I thought was really funny that they just are casual like, oh yeah, let's just kill the bottle of Manischewitz on Hanukkah. <laughs> maybe some, Maybe some people do that. I've never done that. I thought it was Maybe very funny. Did. I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask if people drink Manischewitz. Jewish mm. listeners, let us know on social media. Do you drink uh, Manischewitz by itself? Because mm-hmm. I don't. 
Like I I don't. Well, because okay. my under, my understanding is that it's like sacramental wine, so it's to that's be what... it's to be drunk ceremonially. That's what I thought. So this movie, let's get into it. It stars Lucy DeVito, and yes, you heard that right, daughter of our king, Danny DeVito. <sighs> she can't... plays the main character, Sarah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, she comes home for Hanukkah with mm-hmm. her fiancé, who is not Jewish. He's a goy, mm-hmm. which is Yiddish for someone who's not Jewish. Mm-hmm. They don't tell their family they're engaged, though. So she mm-hmm. comes back. Her dad has a heart attack. Yeah. And he can't work as hard as he can for the family-owned bakery, and they're going to be behind on their mortgage payment. So the whole rest of the movie is them trying to save the bakery and figure out a way to save the bakery. Which I do love a movie like that, like Capitalism is the Devil. I love a movie where it's like this small-town business, like this small business really needs help. I love, like, I love anything where it's like the community rallies around... Me too. Uh, a small thing. And, yeah, anyway. And while the family's trying to save the bakery, Sarah uh, reconnects with an old best friend. Or I guess they've still mm-hmm. been best friends. That wasn't quite clear. Ben, played by Jonah Platt. They're like childhood besties. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's romantic tension. Um, mm-hmm. And we find out that her fiancé, Chad... Mm-hmm. is a dickhead which who mm-hmm. was surprised not me no and then there's a happy mm-hmm. ending so it's a it's a really cute movie and it's super hallmark because it's very like a girl goes home from the big city gets mm-hmm. involved in small town issues and decides to stay in small town well, we love because basically thanks to gentrification a lot of um small businesses have been run out by rent hikes and have been kind of run out by larger companies and it's like a bummer like they're all like at one point, he uh, the love interest takes her around her their town mm-hmm. and is basically like, "This place is gone. This place is gone. This place is gone. This place is gone," and your parents' place is basically next. And I've been trying to like do whatever I can to help them out because he's a photographer. Yeah, which also you know what I did not like. Tell me, he gives them he gives he takes photos for the parents. And he gives them a zip drive. Yes. And they're like, we don't know what this is. And he says, your kids can help you out. And I was like, how fucking dare? We're supposed to root for this guy? This fucking asshole gave his best friends a help your parents with a computer task? You fucking... If anyone has had to explain any piece of technology to their parent, to their uh, older boomer parent... (laughs) That is a that is like the ninth level of hell or however many levels of hell there. It's an it's one of them. I think the ninth both is of you are upset. The worst. None of you know what the other is talking about, and you doubt that you you have moments where you're like, do I even know this person? <laughs> both of you, both you and your parent are like, are you lying to me right now? Are you playing a trick on me? <laughs> because they are like, you made all these words up, and you're like, how do you not know? what this is like how do you not know what you're anyway it's a whole that just that that did not endear me to that guy frankly i was not charmed by i wasn't charmed by him from day one period yeah i was like i wrote down i don't like this i hate this guy she's gonna end up with i didn't like her boyfriend i didn't like the guy she ended up with the only guy that i was like "Mm, you know what what hit it was um 
her brother, even though I called from the beginning, I'm like, he's, he's going to end up being gay. Listen. Gay. Absolutely. Not shocked at all. But also, because that's also what they do every time with movies like this. When a girl goes back to her, home t- her hometown, the guy who's like her best friend that is not the love interest, where it's like, I always just get along with this guy. The big like twist they do is always that he's gay. What a twist. Uh, and I'm like, whoa. Did, hey, but it was, it hey was so everyone. Cute. Did it you was, know that it's a cute. twist that a gay person exists? <gasps> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Wasn't impressed by that. But again, I couldn't place where I knew him from and I, cause he looked so familiar. And then I Googled it and I was like, oh my God, Warren from Buffy. Oh, um, <laughs> did you know he and the actress who played Tara dated for a little bit? I did not know that. Isn't TV so weird? That's really ironic. That someone could murder you on TV and then like years later, you're like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was cute. Like, <laughs> oh, can I say something? Okay, so her boyfriend Chad wants to stay at a hotel instead of at her parents' house, but like, uh, he says I need I do I've been I'm gonna be doing a lot of business and I need good Wi-Fi. Hotels don't have good Wi-Fi. They do not. Every time I've been in a hotel, I've been like, okay, I guess I'm not gonna go online that's why i'm always that's why anytime i've been in a, in a hotel in the past like i don't know five years i'm like okay i guess i'm gonna watch whatever is on the tv mm-hmm. like I, yeah and that's fun um yeah also there was uh, yeah Her, it was oh can there's we a talk part... about chad as a character though chad yeah and listeners if, let me tell you the second the reveal that's not really a reveal happens that chad is the worst i literally mm. walked around my kitchen screaming Get fucked, Chad! <laughs> My cat was very confused. I, yeah, no, I didn't like him from, from the, the jump. Because also, who's like, oh, we're engaged, don't tell your parents yet. That's weird. Yeah. Not he's, really interested. He's, like, he's just a bad boyfriend, bad person, period. It has nothing yeah. to do with the fact that he's not Jewish. He's just a bad person. Yeah, he's like, can't wait to buy your family's bakery and sell it to this large like conglomerate. Dude, the basically. second like, he offers to help, mm-hmm. you know he's gonna pull the old flippity flippity do. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's also I don't know it, what flippity do means, but you know I what know I'm what, talking. Hey, about. Melanie, I know what you mean, and we all know what flippity do means. Perfect. It's also like gross to like. It made me feel weird that it's like, hey, this is the first time you're meeting me. I'm going to look through your finances. Yeah. That's yeah, weird to me. So, That's so gross to me. Is, I didn't it like is. it. It is. First of all, it's really invasive and mm-hmm. uh, really just sleazy. Yeah, like, yeah, come on, babe. I'm in finance. Let me look at your parents' finances. Me and my That's bros weird. will figure it out. Ugh. I like Lucy DeVito. Me too. She She's did a charming. lot of heavy lifting exposition wise. Yep. It's a lot of her explaining everything that's ever happened <laughs> to, to, in, to these characters. Yep. Like, well, I knew it. Well, you were the guy who we did this after prom. Like, she had, this is what Hanukkah is. It's like her explaining every single thing every character has ever done. And she manages to make it not so, like, like, it's still like, oh boy, but she's still, um, 
it's not exhausting. It's it, yeah. you're like she's charming. I find I found her really charming. I think Lucy DeVito is slept on as an actor. I think she uh, deserves a lot better. She's good. She's a delight. She's very cute and charming. She is tiny. Well, her parents are Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. Of course, she's oh, yeah. tiny. Mm-hmm. You know, in the yeah, in the like maybe first or second season, I want to say, of Cheers, when Carla is pregnant, that's Lucy DeVito. Yeah. And then I guess every other time Carla was pregnant, like that was actually where Perlman just <laughs> like I'm having a baby. I guess anyway. Yeah. Um, it's so yeah. She does a oh. lot of expositional heavy lifting. One thing mm-hmm. that I note because Chad from first of all. I don't even think she loves Chad. Her saying yes to him, what yeah. it, it happens in the first five minutes of the movie. Makes Where she's wearing a beret to denote that they are in, in Paris. Paris. Yep. Also, the amount of times she says, you took me to Paris. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> also, can we just, and this is no shade to the actor who played Chad, but he's clearly, I think, Spanish or mm-hmm. he's got a pretty heavy accent mm-hmm. and his name is fucking Chad. Yeah. What? You could have know. changed the name. That I had that thought too, and I was like, I didn't believe for a second that motherfucker was named Chad. I was like, I, I, I don't know. I think they, it was clearly it was like not written for him, but they're like, but we got this guy, and we like this guy, and this guy's good. I so think we're he gonna... did a good job. Yeah, so they're like, so we'll just have him do it, even though oh, why does his name have to? Whatever, we don't need to get into it. But, um, yeah. yeah so sorry. okay. I'm not, I don't really give a shit about Chad. No, Chad sucks. Chad. But one Chad thing that I thought really was kind of funny because I've had this is there were a lot of little things in this movie that are kind of like universal experiences for Jews my age. Mm-hmm. Like they went to camp. What was it? Camp Shalom. Camp Shalom. I was like, oh wow. Like Jewish summer camp was a real thing. Like talk to yeah. pretty much anybody my age who's Mm -hmm. jewish growing up in the early 2000s i never did this because i always had other stuff to do but most of my friends went to summer camp yeah and and this has been going on since like 70s 80s oh yeah yeah the two ones that everyone that i knew went to were camp newman and camp tawanga yeah sorry but something i thought that was weird is they were talking about camp shalom and they say most of the kids there were jewish and i was like what Fucking boys, we're going to Camp Shalom. Well, that's actually funny you say that because there were definitely non-Jewish kids who went to Camp Tawanga and Camp Newman, for sure. Well, yeah, but I think just like the term, if a camp is called Camp Shalom, there's part of you that's like, like that's laying it on a little thick. Oh, yeah, at Camp Newman. And I, I I went there a bunch of times because my middle school did retreats there and my synagogue did retreats there. And I was like a like a counselor slash babysitter for the retreats when I was in high school. Cool. So at Camp Newman, it's in like the mountains around Santa Rosa, which is Northern California. And there's a hiking trail that you can go on and there's like a cliff. And at the top of the cliff, there is a giant star of David there. And so like one of the things to do is like hike the star of David and make out by the star of David. Nice. Honestly, this sounds great. Listen, if you've got a bunch of teens together for the summer or tweens together for the summer, they're going to make out in places. Yeah. It's just what happens. Yeah. It turns out people were doing that at church camp, but I didn't know about it. They weren't inviting me. Thanks a lot, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, assholes. (laughs) Oh, 
Oh, oh, so it's just like everywhere else, but now we keep it quiet? And the hot pastor son is involved? Get fucked. Eat shit. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I didn't want to make out with any of you either. <laughs> See, that's, I just... That's, uh, that's kind of true, actually, was too. If, if I had Aww. been invited, I would have freaked out and been scared and then probably narked. Oh, see, my mom. I when I, I was come invited, home and been like, "Mom, I, people were making out." Oh, <laughs> the times when I was invited, I was just like, "I'm not interested in that." Later, I'm gonna go read Lord of the Rings. Wow, yeah. Which no I, nobody listening is shocked by that. Not a single person. That's not okay. a single person. Also, I I want to rephrase because I I realized that sounded weird when I said about how like why are there like how many non-jewish people are going to camp shalom but also i we need to rephrase that because like i went to jcc for daycare for like a couple years i think i was little but like jcc took me in homies and i was baptized by a catholic priest so yeah a lot of things a lot of things like that especially if they're not like specifically religiously oriented Mm -hmm. and tend to be more culturally oriented in some ways yeah. tend to be a lot more open they talk lucy devito and jonah platt talk about going to camp shalom um they also talk about jewish geography which is like which is a thing um okay which essentially remember- just it just refers to the community network yeah they kept saying jewish geography and then now here's the thing i wrote this down and i don't remember if this was a line in the movie or something ali having had a little alcohol thought was funny but i wrote more like jewish pornography and i i'm realizing i think that was just a drunken thought i had (laughs) (laughs) it was not a part of this movie that's so Um, funny because okay because there's a moment where chad and sarah get into a fight because she's talking with ben about something because mm-hmm. she's been spending more time with him. Because every time she wants to spend time with Chad, he's like, I gotta go work, babe. I'm going to the hotel. Yeah. And so yeah. he busts into her room and he's like, what are you two doing? Might as well be making a pornography. <gasps> That's what it was. Because you spend That's- so much time together. <laughs> um, That's my impression of Chad. Thank you. Um, but another really thing good. that I that thought was, was really it was a very small touch but that's how you can tell this was written by a Jew is when they're saying the prayers over the candles for the first night of Hanukkah, Chad is trying to sing along. And the, and for those who don't know prayers, Jewish prayers are in Hebrew. And, and I felt so seen by that because I've had a number of friends who have done the same thing. And listen, there's no shade. If you're invited to celebrate Hanukkah with your Jewish friends and you want to participate and you want to try to be involved, that's fine. Ask your friend, see how much they yeah. want you to be involved. I, but I was it was, it, was along. it was one of those things where like it just was such an experience that I've had because when I've celebrated Christian holidays with friends, especially christmas and easter when they sing prayers or songs or say blessings and things like that they expect everyone to participate that's weird so i've i've been in situations where it wasn't my religion and i was expected to participate not knowing the words so i thought that was a very interesting little touch in there yeah i was watching and thinking like oh this is a good way to show that he 
kind of that he's trying, but also that he's bad at this and also doesn't realize that he shouldn't, like, hey, maybe sit this one out. <laughs> like, it does mm-hmm. say something for, about the character that he's like, no, I got it. And it's like, like, I would never assume or I don't know that I'd even, like, try to be like, oh, I'm going to sing the prayer with them. I'd, like, probably just, like, unless you specifically invited me to, wanted me to, I knew it. That's when I maybe I would, but like, well, that's yeah, because I would that's never... a that because that's like a sacred, like that's a prayer, right? I'm I would not, never and, try and, and to that's insert my... myself into someone else's religion. Yeah, I that gives me like I wouldn't want to do that, and that gives me the the willies, not willies, but like that that feels really invasive and gross to me to be to, to be like. Well, also though, Christianity and Catholicism we... are more open practice, so. Yeah. Their theology, philosophy, Mm -hmm. history, uh, practices Mm -hmm. are more well-known and more open to the public. Aside from colonization, which we don't really need to get to, um, Christianity is an open practice. Judaism is a closed practice. So I would be surprised if you knew the things that I know about my closed practice religion. You know what I mean? Like oh, that makes sense. Also, I'm sorry to derail the, the episode where we talk about Judaism, talk about Christianity for a moment. But it's like, yeah, not a that problem. Was it. That and was also like not different from my daily life. life anyway. But but like, and oh, I say no, this. I'm the problem. No, you're not. <laughs> like I am a little. Listen, America is a Christian nation. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. There isn't. There, I'm. The only th- I'm the thing disagree. that I think the thing <laughs> that I think is wrong with that mm-hmm. is that. Americans like to act like it's not a Christian nation. It. No one's doing anything actually. We're not doing anything actually Christ-like with our taking over with the Christianity that we're using to infuse in every bit of our. Well, there's that, and like. It's also like it's it's also it's. We don't need to get into it. Well, like here's the thing: for being a Christian nation, we do. Almost no Jewish. We don't do any Jewish things. <laughs> we're Christian. We don't. We almost do no, almost no Christian things. Like we don't do any. Like we aren't very charitable. We aren't very kind. There's no sense of community. There's no sense of helping other people out. There's no sense of love. There's no sense of. Um, well, this looking is looking out for one another, right? And um, and this is anyway. actually a good a good segue into talking about. Hanukkah as a holiday and what it means mm-hmm. to be a Jew in the diaspora, because that is something that I wanted to educate about a little bit. Is yeah, that talk about it? So, <clears throat> this movie is a really good example of an American Jewish family during Hanukkah being a part of the world, um, because there isn't necessarily anything that makes them different from anyone else aside from the fact that they're practicing jews right they're all pretty normal level-headed people right and that is really common especially in america and other european countries and other actually not just america and europe but what it means to be a jew in the diaspora and what that means is jews living outside of israel because Mm -hmm. and again if anyone has any political opinions about this I would ask you to keep it to yourself until I'm done talking about it. And that's you and our listeners, because right now it's a very heated topic. And I say this not meaning to offend anyone. So that's my disclaimer. But historically, archaeologically, anthropologically speaking, Jews are indigenous to 
Israel. Mm-hmm. And Hanukkah is an important holiday, and it's one of the only holidays that celebrates something more militaristic because it celebrates a time when Jews overthrew an invading colonial power who came into oh, Israel, yeah. took over, and said, you're not allowed to practice your religion anymore. You're going to practice our religion. And at the time, this was about the 160s BCE. So this is in the Hellenistic period, and it's during post-Alexandrian Mediterranean. Okay. So Alexander the Great has died. His empire gets chunked up into all these different uh, governorships or nations. And the one that took over Israel, which was called Judea at the time, because Jews lived there, uh, was the... Syrian slash um, Near Eastern area. And I talk a lot more about this uh, on my Instagram. So if anyone follows me, I have a whole thing about it that you're welcome to watch on my highlights because I did a deep dive into the history. But basically, Hanukkah celebrates the miracle for when the Maccabees and Jews overthrew the invading colonial power that ransacked the Holy Temple and outlawed Judaism, we beat them. There was only enough oil to light the menorah for one night, but the menorah stayed lit for eight nights, which is why Hanukkah is eight nights. Right. So if we fast forward another couple of hundred years in Jewish history, the Romans are in power, specifically the emperor Hadrian, um, and Rome has annexed and taken over Israel by this point, still called Judea, and... Mm -hmm. What happens is the temple is destroyed and Jews are expelled from Israel. So we are no longer allowed to live there. And that marks the beginning of what's called the diaspora. And that just means the spreading out of Jews all across the world because we're not allowed to be in our homeland. Mm -hmm. So what happens is you get Jews who are still ethnically Jews, who are from all different kinds of the world. And in America the kind or the I guess the national origin of Jews that are the most visible are what's called Ashkenazi which is Eastern European Jews but there are a lot of other types like Mizrahi Jews who are specifically from the Near East and Middle East and then Sephardic Jews who are from Spain and North Africa there's also a group of Jews in Ethiopia who have been there for a very very long time So Judaism is an ethnicity that kind of transcends skin color in many ways, specifically because we were expelled from the place where we were. So that's why there are Jews of all different creeds and colors and national origins. Um, And it's because of that. So because of anti-Semitism and historical things that have happened, such as pogroms in Russia and Ukraine and Poland or the Spanish Inquisition in Spain, Um, Things like that. Invidious uh, stereotypes and um, constant pushes to make us go back where we came from, which we couldn't really successfully do because once Israel was vacated by the Jews when we were exiled, other people moved in because that's what happens with land. So we find ourselves in this very strange in-between because we are technically citizens of the places that we live, but we're also regarded as an other. And that's what it means to be a diasporic Jew and live in a place that's not your ancestral, quote-unquote, homeland, right? So I'm an American, but I'm also Jewish. Mm -hmm. And so 
when we talk about living in a Christian nation, what I mean is this is a nation that prioritizes Christian holidays, Christian ideals, and whose constitution and founding principles are derived from the Christian God. They're not derived from the Jewish God. The Jewish God and the Christian God are not the same. Judeo-Christian is a misnomer. They're not the same. Happy to talk with anyone about that. But that's why this film, I think, is so interesting, is because Jews aren't othered in this film. It's just about a family celebrating their holiday, doing what they do. And the boyfriend happens to be an outsider, but that's not why he's terrible. No. So that... He's a bad person. Yeah. Chad sucks ass. Yeah. But not because he's a goy. No. Because... It's coincidental. Right. And so I hope that has given at least like a snapshot into Mm. Hanukkah because Hanukkah's not Jewish Christmas. There is no Jewish Christmas because Mm. Christmas celebrates Christ, the savior of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Jews don't have that. We don't have a savior aside from God. Uh, But Hanukkah is not a minor holiday, nor is it Jewish Christmas. It is only associated with Christmas because sometimes it falls during Christmas. Um, And also, for anyone who that upsets, sorry, not sorry, Christmas is also a syncretism between pagan Roman religion and Christianity. So I was going to say, yeah, I I was like, the only reason it takes place in the day it, it, you know, um, does is because they were trying to kind of co-opt winter solstice. Winter solstice. Yeah. And I believe also either Saturnalia or Lupercalia, because at the Council of Nicaea Mm -hmm. uh, in the early fourth century CE, um, that's when the Bible, the Christian Bible, was codified and delegates from different Christian groups duked it out over what Mm -hmm. was going to be in the Bible and what Christianity was going to canonically be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and they cut a lot. They they did a lot of shit. And they were like, "What if Mary Magdalene was actually a whore?" <laughs> and and she was not. Anyway, right. That's a whole other thing, right? We, get, we so, don't need to get into that. But like, yeah, no. Um. So what I'm yeah, basically also, the point do you think is like Jesus was a fucking Capricorn. Come on. But anyway, and again, this is not to shit on Christianity or anything like that. But I'm just trying to shed some light on. My experience, which is similar to the experiences of many other American Jews today, um, which is that it's being in a strange in-between place because right. I, you can, a person can be more than one thing. Yeah. And that is what's beautiful about humanity and about being a person. But here, here. Yeah. Here's the thing. You just said some very nice uh, beautifully worded things about diaspora and what it is to be a Jewish person in America and today and I thought that was and I explained a little bit about Hanukkah and I wanted to acknowledge that before I hijacked our Hanukkah episode with a song about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, it's okay. I appreciate that, Allie. But- I have I have some I have I have I hear something I kind of mentioned something I liked about this movie as well. Yes. Like something that you were talking about which is how this is kind of just about a family. Um they point out how the brother, Lucy DeVito went off to college and the brother stayed home and has been working sin- at the bakery since he was 16. Like he's sort of just been forced into this role mm-hmm. of taking over this family business of fulfilling this thing. 
that he doesn't want to. And you can tell he does it out of like a sense of obligation because he loves his family, because he loves this business, because he cares about continuing this, but it's also not what he wants to do. And he's and his father comes to him and tells him a story about he was going to tell his father he wanted to leave and then didn't and he said I was mad at my dad for not reading my mind for like a for a long time and that's a ridiculous thing and really I should have just told him what I felt trying to tell his son basically like if you don't want to do this you can tell me um and eventually the brother does like say and, and, and just that was something I thought I, I liked that element of the movie of it wasn't just like, and this girl meets a guy, and blah, blah, blah. I liked there was actually a thing of like, hey, you're not necessarily obligated to continue to do something because, just because that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And like, him him choosing to do something else does not mean he didn't love his family anymore, or he loved his family less, or that he didn't care as much, or he wasn't going to contribute. It. I, that, I just liked that element of it. I really liked that. I also really it. liked that. And mm-hmm. um, I also liked that it wasn't the cliche, like, no, dad, it's your dream. <laughs> yeah, no, it was It was truly, it was like the dad being like, hey, this wasn't even really my dream. And I've made it, I, I'm happy with the life I have. I love this place. This is great. But also... I don't want you to feel obligated the way I did. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have a growing resentment between us because having you like, I liked that it was truly a family choosing loving one another and not holding resentments over tradition in this specific way. Yes. And I thought that was really beautiful. Me too. Um, and I, I guess, also, I guess, Oh, yeah. sorry, you go. And then, Oh no, no, no. We'll I want, I think, I think that's okay. Yeah, because yeah. as is tradition, we haven't mm. given much of a plot rundown. Who but cares? I care. No. But no, so the brother ends up leaving. His name is Jake. Shocker. Um, mm. <laughs> he leaves because he goes to work on the TV show of the Silverman sisters who play the Baum. Baum I don't forget how they said it. B-A-U-M. Baum sisters. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they have a cooking show. And yeah. they pop up throughout the mil- the film. The Milvie? The film? The movie? Okay, good night. The Milfy. Uh, uh, that's a... Uh, bam, chicka, bam, bam. A mo- yeah, a Milfy. <laughs> it's a, a short film about some really cool moms who <laughs> are ready to teach us some stuff, if you know what I mean. Baruch <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Baruchita>. Atah. <laughs> oh, my God. Wanted to, wanted to tie it in with the... Thank you. That was beautiful. The um, Is it bad that I said that? Was that... I don't think so. I thought it was funny. Okay. but okay so um so the plot of the film becomes about saving the bakery which is very Mm -hmm. hallmark love very like we love a cute movie here we love a cute rom-com and Mm -hmm. so the reason they have to save the bakery is because while playing dreidel chad accidentally smacks the dad because he's getting Mm -hmm. too invested in it and he gets up from the chair very violently and swings his hands around and ends up like knocking the father to the ground the father has a heart attack and they Mm -hmm. find out the medical bill is 30 grand because i'm assuming because they are a small business they probably don't have health insurance or good health insurance so 
they're not able to make their mortgage payment for that month because they have to pay the medical bills. So Chad ends up saying, well, let me look at all your finances. I'm a finance guy. I'll talk to the bank and figure out what I can do. Because even though he's from Chicago, he can somehow like get in with the bank in this small town in Southern California, question mark. Mm -hmm. Um, Who knows? But the rest of the movie becomes about them trying to save the bakery. And they bring Uh, in the Silverman sisters at the very end because they used to come into the bakery every day after school to have the rugelach, which is a pastry. And they come in at the very end. They're the deus ex machina. They pay for the rest of the payment for the bakery. And then they hire the older brother to be their sous chef. And that's when he goes. And then Lucy Mm kind of takes over at the bakery for her parents. Um, It's a very sweet movie. But it was very cute. And the twist that's not really a twist, because we all knew Chad was a piece of shit, is that he decides to try to convince the family to sell the bakery because it's primo real estate to sell to the yeah. big chain bakery panda around them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And he doesn't reveal that's his plan until he gets thwarted at the end when they decide they're not going to sell the bakery to him because what he proposes after they're going to be short he's like well listen lucy and i or sarah and i are engaged we'll get Mm -hmm. married it'll be in the family Mm -hmm. i you can like all pay i'll pay the payment i'll buy the building because it's good where they live and they're basically like so we'll have to pay rent to you yeah and he yeah. yeah and so basically his plan is to just weasel his way into the family business and then sell it which is really shitty um and then they tell him to go kick rocks and what i thought was so funny i don't know if you thought that was funny too after the family dumps chad and gets rid of him sarah lucy devito is wondering if she should give back the ring and her mom takes a look <gasps> at it and goes, honey. Oh, I did. I did enjoy that. So good. Ugh. She goes, honey, I worked at Macy's for a long time. I know cubic zirconia when I see it. And I was like, mm-hmm. boom. Fuck you, I, Chad. I, the reason why I liked it is because it was a good little twist. Because she, she slams the ring on the counter so confidently. of Mom, this should cover it. And it's like a sweet little moment of her like saying, fuck you to this guy. And like, I'm going to save my family. And her mom is like. Oh, babe. <laughs> like, no. This ring cost $12. This, this yeah. is a fake. This is a fake, babe. But, um. And can I just say, like. What? If any man ever proposes to me with a cubic zirconia ring. Oh, she's pissed. She's pissed, y'all. Mm-mm. No. No, ma'am. No, sir. Nuh-uh. Because. Mm-hmm. What what ring do you want, Mel? Talk to us well, right I now. I, I don't know. Hear, I don't know. Oh, and okay. I don't and I don't it doesn't even have to be a diamond. That's the thing. But the principle is that it needs to be nicer than something you could get just anywhere. Because right. to me, an engagement ring is a promise and it's symbolic. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't yeah. have to be a diamond. I don't give a shit no. if it's a diamond. Quite frankly, I think diamonds are kind of passe and cliche. Mm-hmm. They're also like born out of a lot of conflict well that's if they're not lab grown so for sure if it's a natural (laughs) like from the earth diamond mm, on ethical ethical grounds maybe not Mm -hmm. but even if it's a lab grown diamond Mm -hmm. like the point is that it should be thoughtful Mm -hmm. but it should also it's also like in a way kind of collateral if that makes sense 
mm-hmm. because it's such a big promise. And I say this as someone who has been very wronged by someone they cared about very much, and I'm still a little bitter about it. But if you and your partner talk about it beforehand and you specifically tell them, like, hey, I don't care what kind of ring you get for me. It could be mm-hmm. a piece of string. It could be something from Claire's. It could be cubic zirconia. I don't care. Then you know what? All bets are off. That's fine. If you talk about it beforehand about what you want, that's mm-hmm. fine. But if we don't talk about it beforehand and they don't know what kind of ring I want and they present me with something cheap that doesn't represent a lot of thought, I'm going to be pissed. I get it. I get that. I I don't know. I don't know what I want. Because, like, if and when I get engaged, that would be, like, a nice thing. I just think about, like, oh, someone thought of me or, like, this is a nice thing. That I think more about, like, the marriage aspect and have, being able to wear a ring would be really nice. Like, some kind of symbol of, like, right. I love this person. We love each other. We're, we're, that's, we feel safe with each other. Um, but, like, when there every time i think about like the diamonds and i want this cut i all i can think about is like a how the diamond industry made all that shit up about you need to have this kind of ring in order to be married and also it just makes me feel more it's the collateral aspect it's i paid this much it all i can think is how fat is the pig that you are selling to my father for my (laughs) hand in marriage will you carry it up the mountain to Truly, did you carry the did you carry the pig up that mountain <laughs> and you forgot to carry madame zaroni up the mountain afterwards you fucking bitch okay ali i have a question for you please anything was this movie romantic i didn't really i didn't want her to be with any of these dingoes I didn't I'm think sorry. it was. I thought that Lucy DeVito and Jonah Platt had zero chemistry. I was just like, why is she with this dildo? I was just like, I don't like this guy. Um, well, Chad sucks. This guy. I but, Chad sucks. But who cares? Just because your old boyfriend sucks doesn't mean this other guy is good. Yeah. I, um, sorry. But so it was not. It was. I wanted more. I wanted more for Lucy DeVito. I was happy that she was able to reconnect with her family in this way. I'm happy that she had, she was going to work on the business. I'm happy that like it ended up, it was sweet. But at the end where it's like, now we have a baby. I'm like, what? Yeah. Cause yeah, the, end, what? the end credits were kind of like a pop into the future. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with the, I've been in love with you for a long time. And now we finally get our chance narrative. But oh no, I I I, I just like don't it. think I it just, was done well. I just didn't care about these dingoes. Well, I didn't care. I didn't care about Ben because yeah, Ben. That's that's he, him. I, the dingo. He was the dingo. Yeah. She was not a dingo. I didn't care about him as a character because number one, they had no chemistry. So I was like, why mm-hmm. should I care? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but number cares. two, it was because I didn't know anything about him. I knew nothing about him other than he takes pictures and he likes her parents. But which, I didn't, I which didn't like, think I think that. it's, I, I thought it was actually kind of nice that the male romance interest, love interest didn't have a lot of character to them because so often the script is flipped in that way. 
So I didn't mind, but I just wished that he was a little more fleshed out so that we knew why he and Lucy DeVito even cared about each other as adults. Yeah, usually when it's like a slightly underdeveloped male leading role, you don't care as much because there's a lot of charisma coming from either the actor or like the general vibe of the... Like, there's a lot of chemistry involved. Yeah, it wasn't romantic. Um, I'm going to... Was it... I don't think that... I'm just going to say it right now. Not sexy. Not sexy. This movie was not sexy. No, not and a sexy And I don't think it was film. supposed to be, but it was It was not sexy. No. No. If anything, it was cute and deserved to have more time and money put into it. But uh, other than that... Yeah. Mm. yeah. Would you recommend mm-hmm. this movie? Um... Sure, like, if you need, like, a, if you're looking for, like, a very simple, silly, like, holiday movie, if you're looking for, a, like, that specific type of holiday movie, sure, it's yeah. fine. It's also partially kind of a musical. Yes, um, we didn't even talk about the, like, strange <sighs> Greek chorus guitar guy. I don't know that I liked, Like, and there's frankly. something about Mary. Which I and listen, I love a musical interlude. I love and I I love a bizarre musical number that maybe doesn't take need to take place. Okay, I love it, but this one felt kind of like, wait, what? Yeah, but I didn't like it. It was fine. I didn't. I what? It was not my fave. It was unnecessary. Um, also, because I it's my maybe my maybe my least fit kind of. It's maybe my least favorite kind of genre of music, which is just just guy and a guitar. Yeah, and it's it was the thing for me is Bruce that Springsteen it, it, at least brought in a saxophone guy. To, <laughs> you know, well, it, it didn't add anything, right? It was not right. value add. Whereas in there's something about Mary, that oh. interlude mm-hmm. does add something. This didn't add anything. We don't, don't need don't a Greek like, chorus in this in this Hanukkah rom com, y'all. We don't need it. I don't like there's something about Mary. I, don't I know you don't. And I've also forgot there's a musical thing in it. <laughs> yeah, because so. it's it's barely, barely consequential at all. Um, yeah. But I would recommend this movie. I think it's cute. I think it's a, yeah. a fun, cute, little Hallmark-style Hanukkah movie about saving mm-hmm. the family bakery. Um, right. So I didn't hate it. I didn't love yeah. it, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the same. I, we don't want, I mean, we have to. We do. It's time to play Fuck, Mary Kill. All right. Do you have one? I do, and you're not going to like it. Okay, I know I'm not. Okay, Fuck, Mary Kill. All right. Lucy DeVito, <gasps> Jonah Platt, or Chad, what? whose name I didn't learn. <sighs> Allie is scowling right now. I'm going to marry Lucy DeVito. I'm going to fuck her dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you, Danny. Um, <laughs> hey Both of us are. Um, if there's anything anyone can learn from this podcast, it's that we fucking love Danny DeVito. It's that we love Danny DeVito, unironically. We love Daniel DeVito. Um, I don't want to make love to either of those gentlemen, frankly. Mm. I would kill them both. I don't give a <laughs> fuck about them. Maybe I'd throw Jonah Platt a bone because he helped with the bakery or whatever, but I don't like that. I, I didn't give a fuck about either of those gentlemen. I'm sorry. You know who I would? 
hook up with the brother i'd fuck the brother yeah honestly that's also more my type same, tbh same. you know me oh i do honestly mm-hmm. he's more my type too yeah um, he's like where our types intersect yeah very much mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah man i i would marry lucy devito in a heartbeat right we would have a lovely home together lovely um i obviously i would kill chad that's right. That's right. Roscoe's, yeah. Roscoe is not on board. Um, <laughs> would you date either of the Silverman sisters? Yeah. I would too. I was, I wrote down, I think, I was like, I have a crush on both Silverman sisters, I think. Yeah. I, I feel like they're just so cute and pretty, and that's also kind of... And they're funny. I tend funny. to like girls like that. They're very funny, and I also tend to like girls like that. Yeah. Well, and they're... The thing is, is that they're, they're effortlessly funny, which I like. And they're they're so pretty. Sarah Silverman is so a thing. Not to I don't want to whatever. I don't want to I don't know objectify or sexualize or whatever her. Can you be quiet, dog? Can I help you? Oh, now you got nothing to say. <laughs> you got got. I anyway, I was just gonna say Sarah Silverman is like really beautiful and anyway. She she's, is. She's very pretty. She totally is. She also looks kind of the same as she did in like 97. She, yeah. Talk about a great skincare regimen. Ooh. I don't know, what the heck in the world? She girl. looks incredible. She looks. Anyway. Um, ma'am. Sir. Come here. <laughs> I'm so sorry, listeners. That's so rude of me. I'm sorry. It's okay. But yeah, no. Um. But yeah, I think we'd. I feel like we'd recommend this. It's like a cute. It's. It's like a watch with your family kind of movie. Yeah. P- turn it on while you're doing chores. Watch it to have a fun old time if you are watching like dumb holiday movies. It's a good one for that. Yeah. But, like but stream it so that like some it's honestly stream it so that like a small budget Jewish film gets some kind of like recognition or on whatever platform it's on. You know what I mean? Yeah, thank support, you. Su- yeah, like support small filmmakers. On, yeah, and also like, if you want to see more Jewish rom coms, watch Jewish rom coms. Yeah, the way you know I mean? the way that know. larger studios are going to greenlight things is if they're profitable, and well, the only way yeah. that they're profitable is if we as consumers consume them. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate that I just said that sentence, but it is what it is. Capitalism is a virus. So that about wraps it up for Menorah in the Middle. So uh, it's streaming on Hulu if you'd like to watch, not sponsored. Uh, If you want to talk about Menorah in the Middle, if you want to talk about Judaism or learn something or tell us something, we love engaging with y'all. You can contact us um, on Twitter and Instagram, but we really don't use Twitter and uh, Twitter's pretty much dead now, I think. So you can just DM us on the gram. That's at hellnocast. You can email us at hellnocast at gmail.com and check us out on our website, which is hellnocast.com. We post every other week or so. So we will let you know when more episodes are coming out. But we thank you for joining us for this fun holiday episode. And if you like what you heard and you learned something or you thought we were funny or you giggled or you just want to support us, go ahead and leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. It does help us with visibility for the podcast. And we also appreciate your kind words. Yeah, that'd be really lovely. Well, 
This has been You Had Me at Home Now. I've been Allie. And I've been Mel. Love you. Bye. Bye. You Had Me at Home Now was recorded remotely in front of our pets Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I would like to thank Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille. And we'd also like to thank all of you for taking the time to listen today. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.